Buffalo Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlings Podcast Network. As always, you can send in your questions for our show using our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. You can text that number as well and get a hold of us. Voicemails always get priority on our show and keep that in mind when I'm sorting questions for upcoming episodes. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A. That's on the Twitter app with the word and spelled out in the middle. Send us emails, Rumblings at sbnation.com. You can also get in touch with us by sending us Facebook or Instagram messages to our official Buffalo Rumblings account, and they will eventually make their way to me. <clears throat> this week, you're in for a special treat as well. Uh, Bruce Nolan's taking the week off of the Bruce exclusive, so I have a double show week here at the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. On Thursday morning, you can uh, tune into my off-season plan episode where I go through everything from creating cap space, creating holes on the Buffalo Bills roster, and then going through and filling all those holes, how I think the Bills are going to address the needs that they have on their roster. That complete look at the Buffalo Bills offseason is going to drop at midnight on Thursday morning, I guess is the right way to say it. And so uh, make sure you download our special bonus episode later this week. Today, we have your questions about free agency, about the draft. We um, are talking about the offseason. Uh, it's where we are at in the NFL calendar with the NFL Combine starting this week. So let's get to your questions. Let's start over on Twitter where Just Reboot asks us, what do you think of the random articles out there talking about shipping a first-round pick to Seattle for DK Metcalf? Well, I don't think DK Metcalf makes a whole lot of sense for the Bills. Um, He's owed $4 million in 2022, and then he's a free agent. So roster building would say that instead of paying that guy $4 million for one year and letting him leave, you would use your first-round pick on someone that can actually change the trajectory of your team either long-term or more significantly than DK Metcalf can in one season. Um, Trading a first-round pick for a guy on an expiring contract is not what I would expect Brandon Bean to do. I don't think that they're desperate. I don't think that DK Metcalf is the guy to put them over the top anyway if they were uh, desperate. And so... I just think it's um, too wide receiver heavy in cap space, too wide receiver he- um, heavy in you know assets utilized. Um, yeah, if they draft a, a wide receiver with that first round pick to be here for four years on a cost controlled deal plus the fifth year option, I just think it makes a lot more sense than than adding a DK Metcalf. Um, maybe they trade a you know a later round pick for DK Metcalf. If they really want to go in and have the salary cap space, which you know they could create very easily, but I just I don't see them trading such a premium pick for you know a guy that's going to be the second best wide receiver on their roster. So I, I just do not see that happening. I don't know where that rumor started. Um, I haven't seen anybody with any credibility saying that you know there's actually smoke there, let alone fire. 
So um, I, I just do not. It doesn't make any sense to me that that would happen. So thanks for the question over on Twitter at uh, Rumblings Q and A. Now let's head over to our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. Hi, my name is Kenny Mayfield, and I'm from Niagara Falls, New York. I got a question. Do you think Buffalo should go after McCaffrey from Carolina Panthers and go after Jordan Davis from Georgia? Because I think if they get those two picks, they will go all the way to the Super Bowl. What you think about that? Thank you. Hey, Kenny. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate the questions. Um, as far as Jordan Davis goes, let's let's talk about that and the uh, the 2022 NFL draft first. Um, Davis, I, I don't think is a great fit for the Buffalo Bills, at least in the first round. I don't usually spend first round picks, premium picks on guys that are only going to play two downs. And, you know, less than half the snaps of the Buffalo Bills defense, I think. Um, You know, Ed Oliver played 60% of the snaps as the starter at 3-Tech this year and um, led defensive lineman. Harrison Phillips led defensive lineman in the back half of the season. Um, But I I just don't see that as a, a positional value for them in the first round, spending a premium pick, number 25 in the draft on a guy that's only going to play probably two downs for them and then still rotate in with another one-tech defensive tackle. So if he was playing 50% of the snaps or 55% of the snaps, I could justify it. But he's probably going to end up playing closer to 40% of the defensive snaps, 46% somewhere in there. Um, And I just don't see that as as worth it. I mean, he's certainly a great player. I would love to have him, but not necessarily at 25. Um, as far as Christian McCaffrey, I, I, I don't think the Bills are going to spend that much money on a running back. They haven't shown um, the propensity to do that under Brandon Bean. They've used mid-round draft picks instead. And, um, you know, aging veterans like Frank Gore um, or low-priced veterans like Matt Breida. So I, I, I don't see them valuing the running back position to that extent um, because what they would have to trade to the Panthers is um, – pretty substantial uh the panthers i don't know if they would even want to do that trade right now if they trade him right now his cap number actually goes up by 4.2 million dollars if they trade him after june 1st they could save you know 8.6 million on their cap this year but i the bills i don't see them spending 8.4 million dollars on a running back this year or 11.8 million dollars on a running back next year I just don't see the value for Buffalo. I, frankly, I don't see the value for Carolina either. Um, I don't want a player that's that often injured. I don't want a player that a running back position that's that expensive. Um, so I, I kind of hate to rain on your parade for both of these guys, but you know they're both very talented players, but I don't think that the value is there for what the Bills would have to use to obtain them. So I really appreciate your question. Actually, I appreciate both of your questions. Um, but drafting you know, a one-tech defensive tackle in the first round or trading for the highest-paid running back in the NFL just doesn't make a ton of sense for me if I'm the Buffalo Bills general manager. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back after this quick break. we got more questions for you. Stay tuned. Thank you. 
Welcome back. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. Thanks for sticking through the break. Over the last week at buffalorumblings.com, we have covered the interior offensive line and the backup quarterback positions. And then we're tackling the three-tech defensive tackle on the day that this podcast drops. So we're looking at all those positions from all the different angles, the players that are currently on the roster, players that are set to be free agents. Uh, Taking a look at the other free agents from around the NFL, uh, 2022 NFL draft options, just every um, contract angle that you could think of, just so many ways that we're covering uh, the upcoming offseason as we prepare for free agency in just a few short weeks now that we're in March. Um, The NFL Combines this week, I mean, it's getting down to the nitty gritty with it, folks, and and definitely go over to buffalorumblings.com to get that stuff. Along that line, I dropped my entire Buffalo Rumblings offseason plan over on the website where I create a bunch of cap space, create some holes on the roster by releasing a few players, um, and then go about filling all those holes on the roster with free agents and the NFL draft and re-signing some of our own guys as well. So make sure you go check that out over at buffalorumblings.com. It's featured near the top of the homepage. Let's head to Instagram, where AJU224 says to us, Coach and staff hiring should not be permitted until after the season is over. If players can't move teams during the playoffs, neither should coaches or staff. Hey, the Buffalo Bills agree with you. Uh, They made a rule proposal last year that uh, coordinators and, and anybody under contract couldn't negotiate or interview for jobs while they were still Um, in the playoffs Uh, that was rejected by the rest of the NFL owners. And I think you can understand why with a third of the teams or, you know, somewhere between a fourth and a third of the teams, one quarter to one third of the teams turning over their head coach every year, owners, more owners want more coaches available as early as possible in that coaching search. So, They want a bigger pool. If you fire a guy at the end of the season and the only group of candidates that are available to interview are guys that were just recently fired, um, a lot of NFL owners aren't really going to be happy with that. So I I understand why it was voted down. I'm with you. I would rather they do all of the, um, the coaching hires after the Super Bowl. But at the same time, I mean, the Super Bowl is, what, two weeks ago? And now you've got the combine this week and the free agency in another two weeks I just it really condenses the time frame for when coaches can interview I'd even be okay with them you know putting a a moratorium on it until after the conference championship games Uh, there's two weeks between the AFC and NFC championship games and the Super Bowl that's plenty of time for all of the coaches to be interviewed including the Super Bowl coordinators so um, just making it until after the conference championship games would would I think be a really big improvement for most NFL teams. But at the same time, a lot of NFL teams aren't having coaches hired off of their coaching staff to be NFL head coaches. And obviously the Bills uh, have been dealing with that for the last couple of years with Leslie Frazier and Brian Dable. Thanks for your question. Uh, it's Buffalo Rumblings over on Instagram. Staying over on Instagram, Batman 17 asks us, After watching what the Bengals' defense was able to do to the Chiefs and what the Rams did to the Bengals, do the Bills need to 
philosophical change on defense. Can the Bills' zone-heavy bend-but-don't-break approach win a championship without a double-digit sack guy coming off the edge? Well, yeah, I think they can. I mean, the, the Bengals were able to beat the Chiefs dropping eight guys into coverage and just using three linemen to get after Patrick Mahomes and keep him contained in the pocket. So I think it's certainly possible. And that's kind of what the Bills did in their first meeting against Patrick Mahomes, uh, was they just dropped a whole bunch of guys into coverage and tried to get pressure with the front four. Now, they were able to be more successful in that first game in 2021 than they were in the playoffs. Um, Mahomes got out of the pocket a lot in that divisional round game, and that really hurt the Bills. But, you know, the Bills can certainly rely on that zone-heavy, bend-don't-break defense to win a championship. Uh, They were the number one defense in the NFL last year, even when you adjust for opponent. They just had a really nice season on defense. I think if you upgrade that second cornerback spot from Levi Wallace to a more athletic cornerback, um, it'll even improve that more because you have now six guys or seven guys dropping into coverage that are really, really good at doing that. Um, instead of Levi Wallace, who's a little bit more limited athletically than you know the, one of the people that I might want to see them upgrade with. So going with uh, you know an upgraded back seven, hopefully getting some more pressure from that front four, I think the defense is set up to be really good for a long time. Now, if they had Aaron Donald in the middle of their defensive line, would they be better? Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of people are hoping that Ed Oliver develops into, I mean, it's unfair to say develop into Aaron Donald, but develop into a disruptive force in the middle of that defensive line. And I think he's on his way to doing that. I think Harrison uh, Phillips had a really nice season. Um, especially the second half of the season as he got healthy. So those guys can be disruptive in the middle with hopefully those younger players coming on on the edges um, and maybe a reinforcement or two at defensive end. I really do think the defense is set up to be very good for a very long time. And, And with how good the offense has been over the last two seasons, as long as Ken Dorsey can kind of just keep it on the rails, there's just no reason to think that the Bills can't win the Super Bowl in 2022. That's one of the reasons they're favored to do it. Um, they have the best odds of any team in the NFL to win the Super Bowl in 2022. Keeping it on Instagram for our last question of the day. And it goes back to our day talking about the wide receiver position, specifically the outside wide receiver position, where so many, so many people questioned why we were spending so much time talking about the outside wide receiver position when we have Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis ready to step in to the wide receiver two role. Well, the real answer is, is very simple. Over the last two years, the Bills have had three outside wide receivers play at least 40% of the snaps. So while everyone's talking about Isaiah McKenzie this, you know, he's played 24% of the snaps. If you're really going to be addressing the Bills and, you know, when Brandon Bean says, I don't want to lose our fastball, that means they have to be good in the passing game. And so looking at that, that means they need to add an outside wide receiver with Emmanuel Sanders set to hit the free agent market. Now they could re-sign Sanders. That would be a perfectly fine way to address that. Or they can draft a guy at the outside wide receiver spot, but they have to address that spot. You can't have like Isaiah Hodgins go from the practice squad to playing 40% of the snaps on the offense, at least not as your plan A or your plan B. So they need to add bodies, good bodies, like players that can take multiple snaps at that wide receiver position on the outside. 
So it was just really interesting kind of bickering with folks over that over on Instagram that day and really on buffalorumblings.com and on Twitter. But the Bills need three outside wide receivers that can play significant snaps for them, plus depth at that position. You know, having Gabe Davis as your third option, when Emmanuel Sanders got hurt, just put Davis in. That's awesome. Um, The year before, it was John Brown getting hurt. And then you had Davis as a rookie who could step in and play really well. But what happens if Gabe Davis gets hurt next year or Stephon Diggs gets hurt next year? Then you don't have anybody to sub in. And you don't have anyone to just sub in if guys are getting tired in the vertical passing game that the Buffalo Bills run. So I think they definitely need to add a wide receiver um, on the outside. Even Jake Kumaro is a free agent, and he played 10% of the Buffalo Bills' offensive snaps in 2021. So the Bills need to address that position, even if everybody on – Instagram is questioning our sanity over at buffalorumblings.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. That's going to do it for us. Remember, we have a bonus episode dropping on Thursday morning in the Bruce exclusive time slot as Bruce takes the week off. So make sure you download that and check that one out. As always, you can send in your question for our regular Tuesday shows at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A, emails to buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. As we found out today, Instagram messages and Facebook messages will get to me eventually as well. So send in your questions for our episodes as we talk about the NFL Combine, NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis this week. We talk about free agency in another week and all of the salary cap moves that are going to happen around that. Lots of stuff to talk about. Make sure you send in your questions. Go Bills.